Hello, and welcome to the Behind the Leash podcast with your hosts, Paige and Ryan. Hello, and welcome to the Behind the Leash podcast. I'm your co-host, Ryan. And I'm your other co-host, Paige. And today we are starting our 12th episode of recording. Yes, we are. Um, So... Last weekend was the 4th of July weekend, and we decided to take a break. I think Ryan and I are going to do every other Friday release of an episode, right? Yes, I think we are. Yeah, we realized that we have a lot of responsibilities together and separately, which include our full-time jobs, the Tails and Owls business, and then we're also working toward building a safe, strong, and healthy dog community in the Philadelphia area. And if you want to hear more about that, you can listen to episode... 11, which was the last episode where I spoke about the Black Lives Matter movement and our responsibility to continue the conversation, to continue to educate and help make a difference, particularly in our field of work, which is the dog atmosphere. Yeah, and I think it's great to, to have a little more time to, uh, to put towards some of the things that really matter to us, along with the podcast. Yes, definitely. And that even includes guests reach out, too. Uh, we want to make sure that we're asking relevant guests to be on our episodes and um, I can't wait for our next recording which is going to be with a dog painter so someone that paints portraits of your dog she is very excited I'm very excited so Paige what did we do for July 4th so Ryan um, we had three dogs here which was the most dogs we've had um, since we started Tails and Nails and I think it solidified for me the fact that I love doing this. Yeah, definitely. I do too. I mean, even uh, even being a holiday weekend, some a weekend we would usually go down the shore or spend time with family. Um, it, it was great having all the dogs here. And ah. I think, actually, I'm sorry to interrupt. I think we can uh, both agree that one weekend with three dogs here was less dog hair than one day with Bandit here. <laughs> oh, yeah, for sure. <laughs> So that was our 4th of July weekend. Um, I hope you guys had a great weekend. Maybe you got to spend time at the beach. Um, But if you have any other vacations coming up, you know you can always give us a call if you have a dog. We are always here. Always here and ready to care for your best friend. So Ryan, let's go into our next segment. What are you drinking? Right now, uh, we are splitting a beer today. And we are drinking Alter Ego from Treehouse Brewing Company. It is a 6.8% IPA. And it's great because Doc, um, who we watched last weekend's mom and dad, actually brought it back for us from wherever they traveled to. Yes, it was so sweet um, to receive the the gift. Yeah. Um, it's totally unnecessary. I mean, you don't ever expect anything like that. Um, I mean, we're caring for your dog because you deserve a weekend away wherever it is that you're going and for them to bring back beer for us, it felt very, very special. Plus, we love beer, so... <laughs> so thanks, Denise and JJ, if you're listening. We are very, very much enjoying this beer. All right. In this segment of the show, we do the six-pack of questions. So I'm going to kick us off and ask Paige the first question. So Paige, question number one. What do you think is the most difficult part of watching dogs? That's a great question, Ryan. So a lot of people might think that watching dogs is just fun and it's really easy. 
But in fact, when you're pairing dogs together, so when we're not doing solo boardings and we're doing multiple boardings a weekend and having multiple dogs here, making sure that their attitudes and their behaviors match is significantly important. And um, we spend time speaking with each parent before the boarding to understand the dog's behavior. We know that there's going to be an adjustment period. This could look very different in all dogs. This could be an hour of crying by the door. This could be uh, refusing to eat dinner. This could be sitting on the living room floor, refusing a walk. It usually takes about 12 hours for the dog to adjust. We actually, this past weekend, didn't have any dog refuse dinner their first day. No. Um, which was very impressive, and even the dog parent was very impressed as well. Something that we also like to do as Tails and Owls, we'd like to continue the same walking habits, the same times that they usually would walk, same times they usually would go to the bathroom. We try to keep that very similar as well as um, times that they would eat. So we keep them on their normal routine. So there's lots of paperwork that we have parents fill out and... Ryan can attest, there's lots of scheduling in our house. A lot of schedules. Lots of things that he has to check off, that he has to tell me that he did. I'm surprised my bathroom habits aren't on the schedules. <laughs> With that said, Ryan, I want to kind of continue that. What was um, one of the first mistakes that you think we made or something that we've learned from along that those same lines? Mm, that's a great question. I th- <laughs> I think it probably goes back to when we had Red. I think we've talked about it before. Um, the first day, all we did with him when, when he came in was just play, 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 play. And, like, day two, he was, like, you know, knocked down on the floor. Like, is this dog broken? You know? We overexhausted him. And overexhaustion is something that can happen with dogs, especially with with uh, heat in the summer. You know, you want to give that dog the best care you can and walks and stuff like that. But you can't overdo it. Definitely. That's a great, that was a great answer. Thank you. All right. Uh, question number three, and this one's for Paige. Um, what is the, the hardest goodbye you've had to do for a dog? So I think goodbyes are really, really difficult. I fall in love with every single dog that walks through this door, and I know they're not my dog, but um, they're somebody's dog, so to give them the love and attention that they're a human normally would, that's something Ryan and I pride ourselves off. Of, and we continue to do that while they're here. So it's hard not to get attached to them. Uh, one of my hardest goodbyes was this dog, Zeus. He was a puppy Great Dane. I wasn't there when the their parent picked him up, but Ryan was. And when Ryan called me to say that Zeus was gone, I actually started crying. And then we also had another hard goodbye last weekend. But it was, I was more sad for the dogs because they got along so well. So when Doc had to say goodbye to Pretzel, that was heartbreaking. What about you? Do you have a particular dog that was... I See, I I, um, I tried to think of an answer while you were talking, and I, I didn't have one. I feel like I try not to get too emotionally attached to the dogs. You know, I have dogs I like to see, Bandit, Cairo, but um, I, I don't, you know, get emotionally attached, so to speak. Good to know. <laughs> yep. Do you love them, though? I do. I do. I love every single dog that does walk through the store. But I think we have a good cop, bad cop thing. I think we do, yeah. <laughs> Not like we're, you know, cops, but you know what I mean. Like, yeah. 
And if anyone wants to take a guess on the good cop, bad cop, Ryan always gets to play the good cop. Yes. So all the dogs tend to love him a little bit more while they're staying here. Mm-hmm. So maybe I just try too hard. Could be. <laughs> Could be. So Ryan... What is the most rewarding part of boarding dogs and getting to be part of dogs' lives here at our home? It's a great question, Paige. I think that knowing that we've kind of created something special in this space that we have now, I think it's anyone can board dogs. Anyone can invite a dog in their house for a weekend. But, but making it work that we're a, uh, almost a home away from home, you know, like you said, mirroring their schedules at home and the way their walks go and their food habits and having that peace of mind um, for the owners that we are creating that, like, safe space for the dogs that are here. Uh, I think that's the most rewarding part. Uh, you know, we've always kind of, we kind of grew up with dogs, right? But we never thought we'd be boarding dogs in our home one day. And uh, I think that's pretty rewarding. And I'm excited to see where that goes. Yeah, definitely. We definitely create a unique experience for the dogs, which also includes we try not to crate dogs uh, unless it's requested by the owner. They have full range of our home. They can run around. They can play. They can go outside on our in our backyard. We really try to make sure that they feel welcome in our home. Paige, this one's for you. Question number four. What is the biggest challenge you've seen in the Tails and Nails business thus far? So I think one of our challenges, Ryan, is time, which isn't necessarily a challenge. Um, It's more of we're doing so much, like we are managing our full-time jobs, we're getting new business, but one of the things that I think we really need to work on is networking. So we need to find the time to reach out to dog trainers to other dog walkers, to other dog facilities, because sometimes the hardest thing to do is to turn down business and not have a place for that human to turn to. As a community and as a dog community, I fully believe that networking is so important because even if it is a client of yours or you think that it was going to be your business, it doesn't hurt to refer business to someone else when you can't handle it especially with us, one of the things I really want to do is network with trainers because some of our humans ask, hey, do you train dogs? Or do you know of a place where I can get my dog trained? And unfortunately, at this time, we don't have a network of a trainer that we could possibly trust. I could give them a list of names of trainers that we follow, but I would like to meet them and network with them, whether it be virtually or in person, to see what their strengths are. Okay, Ryan, question number five. What is next on our doggy to-do list? Um, uh, We got some exciting stuff coming up. We are in the process of finishing the basement to have a uh, a nice dog finished area, um, which we are both very excited about. We have talked about making some delicious doggy treats and, and snacks, maybe some of our own doggy ice creams. I don't know how we can do that yet, but we're looking into it. Uh, and get some more toys for the dogs. You know, it's funny how we have all these toys that we've kind of accumulated and bought little by little, and then you have a weekend of three dogs, and then it's like, wow, we need a lot more toys because some of them just got destroyed. 
Like, yeah. Like completely. <laughs> so um, we got some some stuff in the works. Um, I think uh, this weekend we have a dog. His name is Ruben. I think we're gonna take him to the store and let him help us pick out some new toys. I think that's a great idea. Yeah. Fun for him, fun for us. I don't know who's gonna have more fun there. <laughs> I personally love going to, especially doggy styles stores, yeah. um, and getting to see all the doggies there. So Ryan, last question, and we're pretty sure it's the last question because we are getting a little confused. So if this is question number seven, sorry. Bonus question. <laughs> what happens at two fifteen every day? Two fifteen um, p.m. is the worst time of the day, every day. Um, it's usually a time when I'm getting ready to, to head out for work, and this this music starts playing from outside, and it slowly gets closer and closer, and it's just, you know, you have to restrain yourself. And that music is the ice cream man. And every day I struggle with this, or it makes me think, you know what? I could use a pre-work ice cream, and I go to my own fridge. Yes. It's terrible. But every day, Paige knows it's coming, because the ice cream man is like clockwork around here, apparently. Every day, Paige hears it, and she just starts laughing, because she knows it bothers me. And I, you know, I just, I just yell up to her office and say, it's that guy again. I can't do it. Yeah, so every day at 2.15, Ryan doesn't go out to the ice cream man, which is good, I guess. But he does. He has a lot of human ice cream, real ice cream that we can eat. In the freezer. And he always... Just popsicles. Yeah. It's not... Nothing crazy. I'm not doing, like, banana it's, sundaes. Maybe. It's not popsicles. It's not, like, fruit pops. No. They're ice cream. Uh, yeah, it's ice cream. Yeah. So... so and then that, he'll always try and make me have one, too. He's like, you know you want one. And I'm like, no, I, I don't. I just myself feel less guilty. But uh, the, the funny part of it is I think that noise, the ice cream man's, like, music, that when he rolls by, it has trained my brain to think... Mm. That's a really good idea. And then I go get my own ice cream. So that's a funny last question for you guys. I hope you enjoyed this episode of us talking about ourselves again. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think it was it was really good. Kind of uh, delved into the, uh, the business and, and a quick little update of what's going on and what's to come. Yeah. We'd love to keep you guys informed. We love doing the podcast. If you or anyone you know are a business owner in the Philadelphia area, send us a DM on Instagram at tailsandales underscore Philly, and we would love to speak with you and have you on the Behind the Leash podcast, a podcast for business owners, entrepreneurs, side hustlers, and beer and ice cream lovers just like us. Well, thanks everyone for listening. Have a great day. We'll probably see you in two weeks since we are taking that intermittent break. I think that was the right word. With a very special guest, (laughs) a very special guest named Ellie of Sincerely Jude. See you next time.